Let's go. What are you watching? Oh, Pittsburgh, Philly preseason. And I got a double screen. So I got the Washington uh, Patriot preseason on too. And Jalen Hurts just threw a screen pass for a touchdown for like a 30-yard touchdown. It's pretty nice. Oh, I didn't know there's preseason football today. Yeah, next two days, preseason football. Raiders on Saturday. Yeah, I knew they played Saturday at evening, right? Isn't it Seahawks? Yeah, 6 o'clock. Damn, Damn I have never been more into the, like, uh, more into, like, the, like, like the preseason and, like, catching up with the Raiders. Um, uh, sorry, I'm reading. I'm trying to read what Dewey just wrote. So, um, yeah, no, like, Dewey, I, like I said, I'm not prepared um really but i mean i feel like this one should be short in general too because i also have to start getting ready for work soon so like let's try to keep this one like 25 to 30 minutes and yeah like just we can just get into um to just whatever whatever i like i was telling zach i have a lot to share just about my own trading there was a bunch of drama on fin twit fin like fin uh financial twitter and um, I met Monique Woodard today, which was pretty amazing. Monique who? Uh, Monique Woodard. She's like um, a pretty relevant founder and now VC investor. She's a black woman. Um, and she's just like, yeah, becoming like a dominant force in the space. And I just randomly met her at my coffee shop today. And she followed oh, you met her in person. Dang. Yeah, yeah. She followed us on Ophelia's Twitter and Stockwise's Twitter. And I already, like, messaged her. She messaged me right back saying it was nice to meet me and, you know, like, good conversation. And, yeah. So, so, so when is she going to be on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, Next I'll week. Back, yeah, yeah I definitely, I definitely will invite her. But yeah, so um, anyways, yeah, let's try to cap this one at like 5.40, but without further ado, let's get into it. You guys want to do the intro first real quick? All right, yeah. Done that. Yeah, let's go for it. It's a little more natural. You want to kick us off? Yep. Uh, Welcome to another episode of To The Moon Podcast hosted by myself, Zach. Dewey and Skylar Williams. Hey, no, uh, no nicknames today, but no, no nicknames <laughs> today. Yeah, yeah. So like, we're just getting straight down to business. Straight to business. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, straight to business. Let's get to it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess I'll kick it off. Like I said, I want to talk about. Um, I've been doing some trading recently. I was home with COVID, I guess it was almost three weeks ago now, three business weeks, um, two weeks from Monday. I was like, you know what? I'm freaking home, not doing anything. I had $100 on Robin Hood, and I was like, I'm going to go for it. And I just, uh, I, had, I bought a book. I got into a Twitter group, and I was like, let me, you know, learn a little bit from them, and See what I can do with these strategies I'm learning. 
thing. Um, I had my first call that I found off like a moving average strategy. I can't even remember the ticker. I want oh, it was Neo. It was yeah, it was definitely Neo. And I just was like, yeah, no, I I, I feel good about it. Got into it. it did thirty percent for me. Um, I actually bag held a little bit. It was like went up to seventy percent, came back down. Um, and that was, and I got out of like 30% and I was like, was like, holy shit. Like I did a trade that went 30% on my own. I felt like so hyped up kind of riding that wave since. And fortunately I've done a handful of plays since then. Some call outs from groups, um, others off strats that I'm learning and developing. And yeah, I'm green right now. Obviously I've had. You said you traded Neo, right? Yeah. And that's uh, through a span of a week or something? No, it was an intraday trade. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah, I already got my Robinhood restricted because I didn't want it. Oh, because but, oh, okay, cause you did too much, too much of it? <laughs> yeah, so I found out like, you can day trade as much as you want. You don't have to have $25,000, but you have to have a cash account. And when you trade on a cash account, that means you don't get like instant funds right so your funds have to settle and that takes three days so like i did a couple trades today i broke even on those trades um both went to the strategy i wanted actually they both worked out i just got into one way too early and fucked everything up but whatever the strategy was working i just mismanaged (laughs) so that's good anyways um so now i'll like wait till next because it'll be a business day tomorrow two business days monday tuesday and then even though I technically could trade those funds on margin that like my broker um, gives me, I'm going to wait because then I won't come up on any like restriction list or get any, like uh, get in trouble for day trading, you know, and that's on my new brokerage, E-Trade. I've, I've graduated from Robinhood. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's always good to have multiple um, trading platforms. Yeah, no. Or something happened to one or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Yeah, so, anyways, I just said a lot. But do you guys want to hear about these, these strategies I've been playing? Sure, of course. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, like, the first one I did, it's much more situational. I haven't really found too much off of it since. One other Baba play that did good for me. But just mainly just price action, just watching price action, looking for channels, watching, uh, you know, just the basic shit, support and resistance, um, watching, using VWAP and the moving averages and a nine-day EMA too. And like just, you know, not to sound like, you know, too vague, but just, you know, kind of just watching for like, ooh, okay, that just, it just looks nice to me. Like that setup looks nice. I like where all my, my moving averages are, like where my VWAP is. It, it, it looks, you know, it has the range to, to go where I think it could go and just playing it and see what happens. And, um, and I think that also, you know, I'll get better at that by, by learning the, the personality of my tickers, as they say, um, and my watch list. But so that was like the first one, you know, very basic, very like, uh, you know, beginner, just something to play with, not going to produce a lot super fast now the other one i've learned this past week and i've been putting together and i didn't get the trade this week really because my whole like my funds were settling and stuff i have 
a play and a, a swing play in my Robinhood account I'll tell you guys about in a minute. Um, but no, so this, this strategy is called the flush strategy. Uh, this dude, Zach Morris, who is a, like, you know, thin twit famous, 500,000 followers. I think he's probably the largest or one of the largest thin twit accounts. Um, and he has this strategy called the flush. And in layman's terms, basically, you watch the pre-market gainers. Um, you look at the pre-market gainers list. Now you see like what has high volume because that's you know just any play you know whether you're doing options or just buying stocks straight out you want it to have volume because volume is going to push it whatever direction it goes. Uh, and you you pretty much watch for what's like what's called a flush, which is you know the, it starts off you know pre-market highs. Um, there's a sell-off to start the day uh, in the first 30 to 45 minutes. And then sure enough, you see this curl. Um, and so I was lucky enough to like back to, or, or just, you know, I was back testing this the last few days as I learned about it. And I was like, like, you know, drooling. I was like seeing this shit play out on like three or four different tickers every morning from the pre-market gainers list. And I was like, yo, this is legit. Um, and so sure enough, I watched the, the flush on some pre-market gainers, Palantir, which is also just happens to be my watch list was in the pre-market gainers this morning. And I saw the flush come, I saw the rebound, I got in um, and I, I got out as like 55% and uh, I bought two contracts and then I scaled the next one out um, at like, I think 35 or something like that. Anyways, like, you know, it was a good play. It was a good play. And then the, I, I think I mentioned to you guys, I broke even today. I tried to play the flush on uh, Clove, which I shouldn't have done because it's a risky stock. It's like a meme stock. And, um, you know, it's like all this short squeeze stuff. But it was interesting because the flush did play out. Um, it just played out a lot longer. I got in way too early. It went way below my mental stop loss, which is not a good habit. But I just had a, I had a strong conviction it was going to pull back. And it did. It didn't pull back to be profitable, but it pulled back to be a, you know, not a hard loss to my account. You know, like I said, I broke even with the nice trade I had on Palantir. Um, but, you know, it was really interesting. I was watching that ticker really closely. And, you know, like everyone has speculation about the market and like what they think is happening. And people are like, oh, the shorts are trying to push it down. And it was just weird because it's like, the, it seemed like the natural candle kind of wanted to go up. And every time it started to go up a few cents, there'd be a spike in volume. And it would like, 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 clunk, like kind of clunky chunk down. And it was oh, like, oh, like, really? The freaking big old, big old hedge funds trying to push this stock down right now? Like, it was interesting. Um, but yeah, so that's the flush. You know, you watch the pre-market gainers. You get in when you think it hit the bottom. You watch for a confirmation trend back up. And you, you ride that baby, scale in and scale out appropriately with the proper risk management. It's sort of like scalping, right? Oh, I mean, it's a, it's a scout play for sure. Oh, okay. It could be an intraday play. Like, uh, they definitely, there's some flushes that ran Tuesday that if you would have held for like all day. 
you mm-hmm. know, more or less all day, a few hours, they would have paid big. But, um, I mean, I guess you consider my, my trade today a scalp. I was probably in my trade for, like, my, my, my trade that I won, I was in for, like, maybe 20 minutes. So, yeah, I think that would be considered a scalp. Yep. Yeah. So that's been uh, my trading history the last few weeks. So overall, in the last week, you were in profit, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was Thanks. up. Like, my first week, I did a few trades in the call-outs. I was up, like, 100%. Last week, I was up um, 40%. And this week, I'm, like, like dead break-even. Because I, like, only did some trades on Monday. I didn't have super high conviction in. There were call-outs. And I just got out of them early with like one or two dollars difference. And then today I had the one really good trade and the one not so good trade. And I broke even on my account. So So you're scalping the pre-market. What was that, Zach? So you're scalping the pre-market. Scalping the pre-market. So you have to wake up pre-market and do your research and make sure that by the time market open uh you you enter your trades and everything too yeah hell yeah and i love it it's fun as fuck like i never have had so much fun between the hours of 4 a.m and 9 a.m like i was (laughs) a great time yeah they make it uh people for the on the west coast a lot harder (laughs) yeah no definitely um so when i was living on the east coast it was so nice to trade because yeah. I would look at the pre-market. I would start looking at the market at um, eight or something. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> at eight, you know, wake up at seven thirty, get yeah, my you coffee. Wake up at a normal time and actually relax. And, <laughs> and I'd be texting on. long like, oh, what do you think about this? You know, and he'd be like, quit texting me. I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're a free hour. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a commitment, but I just I remember like long, long hit me in the chest when we asked him, "When did you feel like a real trader?" And he was like, "When I was ready to wake up at four a.m. every day." And I was like, "I was like, damn, like I'm not quite there yet." And then, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to compare myself. To Sorry, you know, I'm not anywhere close to trader. Oh, Zach, Tyler, you're, you're you... kind of cutting in and out. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask. Do you hear him cutting out? Because I don't know if it's just me or. Yeah, my no, bad, my bad. Like I got a little far away from my mic. I don't have my headphones today. Uh, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, you just sound too excited when you move back. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, I don't want to compare myself to Long. I'm not any anything of the trader he is yet. But, you know, definitely, like, hitting a few plays off, like, my own DD and just using it. Obviously, a shot I learned, but, like, finding the play on my own, it's just, like whoa i was like whoa this is this feels real now you know mm-hmm. it feels like something i can actually do so i i've been like yeah I ha- like i worked you know nine days straight the other like from last monday to this tuesday and like almost every day i still woke up as early as i could for the market you know and, and i get you know i get off work at like two three in the morning i tried to stay up for the market a couple nights ago, I think it was like into Tuesday morning, and I was just falling asleep at seven o'clock. Little did I know my funds hadn't settled in my e trade, so I 
wouldn't have been able to turn anyways, but I was still just like trying to, I was just excited, you know, and I just wanted to get in there and just see what's going on, see what other people are doing. I also, so I'm like, I'm in a paid, um, paid, uh, discord. It's like 40 bucks. It's already paid for itself. They have, they have really good call outs. And don't like, give the name, no free shout out. Okay. Yeah. And, and they have good call outs and they have, nah, nah, screw that. We want to show love. It's, um, he Achilles, the Wealth Squad group. Chris Johnson, them. go check them out. No. No, we're not about that. I'm not about that. But, um... <laughs> no, Are there liability like, issues or anything? I don't... That's just free publicity. I don't think anyone would be mad about that. I'm not saying anything bad about that. Well, now they gotta be on the podcast if they have an issue with it. <laughs> exactly. They have an issue. They gotta come deal with it here with us. Um... Yeah, no, I mean, that's paid for itself. They have a lot of good information. Like, you know, they're really, again, like, focused on trying to, like, show people what their DD was and how they charted the play. And, you know, if you get in, if you want to chart it and DD it, um, you know, and it's, like, it's it's a weird world because it's just, like, so few people, like, really want to do the work, you know? They just want to be told, like, what stock's going to make them rich overnight, mm-hmm. which is just not realistic, you know? Um, but I, you know, I've used that, that group smartly and it's paid for itself this month and I expect for it to pay for itself next month. Um, I'm in another free one called Atlas and I was started by a dude named PJ Matlock. I don't know how long ago, but it's gotten huge, but there's still just great information in there, great traders in there. And I'm just like reading their chats every day and, looking at the resources the education resources they have and just trying to study as much as i can um so yeah no like i know i said i had a lot to say (laughs) so i just wanted to leave some room for you as a speaker to bring up whatever you want to bring up well i noticed this week uh what is it zach has not been cooking his uh his uh his bee be mining <laughs> i i know i have for a been, couple days there <laughs> yeah i i just got lazy on it i'm oh, back okay. at it um i have almost a thousand b now um so you i have to understand uh you you're not clicking it effective on my mining rate too you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm see i'm sorry yeah you know to, to quote junior soprano you know i never want to get in the way of someone else earning um <laughs> even that it haven't actually paid out anything yet even though it uh, hasn't paid out anything yet no and neither has pie coin no um but i am still hopeful um the one thing i did want to talk about today though because you haven't talked about it yet um what did you guys think of the robin hood ipo yeah uh, i didn't i didn't play it um I got burned on the last IPO I bought into, which is Coin, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, which is I guess was, I mean it was interesting though. Like it shot right up and then it shot right down. I don't really know where it's at right now, but it's under fifty dollars. Hmm. What Coinbase? No, no, no. Oh, Robinhood. Yeah. What yeah, did it get up to? Oh, not not that much. It it went up really high on like the second or third day or something after mm-hmm. what is it? After Ark Invest like uh, Invest announced that they were gonna add it to their 
Kathy uh, Wood. Yeah, and it shot up to 70. So I also got into coin when it came out. And uh, yes, I also did got burned on that as well. Bag, bag, bag holding. <laughs> Which was, uh, I don't know why I did it. I don't know. Um, for Robinhood, I expected it to go down because of the, you know, the company. Um, what's the, what is it? Like PR, I guess. Mm -hmm. So for coin, I put in a price that I think, I don't know. Coin, I still think that's such a cheap price for coin. Yeah. So I, I didn't uh, mind paying extra mm -hmm. for it. But for Robinhood, I said, oh, IPO from 38 to 40 something. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Uh, you know, I kind of like Robinhood, even that with all the things that's going on with it. So I just placed in like free shares or something at 38, which is the lowest. Yeah. And the IPO at 38, it went down. And I'm like, wait, I did not expect it. Because usually, <laughs> you know, they IPO'd. Um, IPO day, it usually shoots up first, and then it starts going down at least or something. But mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, but you know, it went up, and I sold somewhere around sixty something. So now I'm banned from uh participating in IPO for thirty or sixty days or something like that. Wait for real? Uh, why? Oh, because if you buy an IPO stock and you sell it within thirty days, then you're banned for like thirty days or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's weird. You know, but at least I made some profit from it. Not mm -hmm. a lot, but, you know, it's uh, just for fun, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Zach? Did you participate in it or have any thoughts on that? Or, um, You know, they're, they're doing their earnings soon. Um, I what do you think it'll happen? I, I, I was like thinking... It's, it's going to be a meme stock, right? That's what I'm thinking. So I was actually thinking about doing some calls on it. Um, you're gonna play earnings. <laughs> <laughs> that sentence uh, never sounds good. It's oh, like so. So here's the thing with it. You know, I always say never play earnings. It's just gambling. Um, but this is their first earnings right after IPO. Like this is like going to be one of the most volatile earnings this mm -hmm. stock will ever see. But we and, all know they make a shit ton of money. Yeah, and they do make a shit ton of money. They honestly, they don't have that much overhead compared to a lot of other businesses that make a shit ton of money. So I think if their earnings are slightly good, it's going to be blown so out of proportion that it could go crazy. It could go seventy-five, you know, maybe even a hundred dollars um, mm. if they report a good earnings. So. <laughs> So it's, you know, like, of course, you know, recognize that it's a gamble, but it's like wow. a gamble while getting like a free plus 10 multiplier, you know? Yeah. Um, hey, hey, throw your lottos out there, man. Yeah. Shout out to my uh, YOTTA bank account that gives me lotto tickets for the more money I save. <laughs> um, but no. Yeah, so I think, you know, if there's ever a time to play earnings, why not do it when it's at its most volatile? Um, of course, you know, if it's bad news, you know, and like, I I don't see it being bad news, though. Um, like, why IPO if you're going to fuck up on your first earnings? Like, I, that, that, Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, that Speaking of lottos and earnings, though, have you guys seen anything or heard anything about Wish? I have not. Do you, have you? 
Yeah, okay, I have because I've embedded myself in this corner of FinTwit um, where, like I've mentioned, like I'm, who I'm pretty sure is the biggest FinTwit account, Zach Morris, who um, I personally feel like is a good guy. Like I haven't heard him say anything negative. I've listened to him on a few podcasts. You know, I mean, it sounds like someone who's, who's done the work and, you know, built up their account little by little, you know, talked about real DD and just, uh, you know, in general, I feel pretty good about my instincts with trusting folks. And he's like through the internet or whatever it's worth. He seems like a trustable dude. Um, and he's called a bunch of these plays before like Fubo. And, uh, he called like AMC when it was like $2 and stuff like his, he kind of rose to fame cause he was just like, throwing out bangers on Twitter and people were like, what the fuck? Like all this shit is just hitting. Um, so anyways, a few weeks ago he called wish. He said, you know, I think wish is going to go to 69. I think was the arbitrary number. You know, all these guys are big jokes. Um, which I like, you know, I think we need to take the seriousness out of the stock market. I've always said that, uh, since I've been getting involved and, um, no, so he's called wish. And, <clears throat> Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar, which is an e-commerce store. It's kind of like... What's the ticker the- for it? Wish. Yeah, <laughs> Straight up. W-I-S-H. Uh, and he, he's- the name is Context Logic, though. Con- yeah, yeah. Context- well, and they own the app, like Wish. The app is, is called Wish. Oh, okay. Um, and so, you know, it's a pretty popular e-commerce site. You know I mean? They're definitely doing their thing. I've heard, like, you know, this is anecdotal. Uh, last night I was like talking to this lady who at my work and um, she had, I just happened to see she had the wish app on her phone. I was like, you know, like what, like people use this shit, you know? And um, he was just like, yeah, no, I think it's going to go blow up. And I looked at it, you know, I, you know, I know the company. Hello. Hello. It's been like, he got that off by the way, Tyler. Yeah. Damn. You got cut so bad that your name's now Tyler. (laughs) I think you got cut off again. I got cut off. Where did I cut off in that? What did I say last? Uh, You said something about a lady at your work had it on her phone. Yes. So a lady at my work had it on her phone. You know, it's just, you know, I I feel good about it. I can say in my own personal, whatever, the little DD I've done, not much. Like, I, I, you know, whatever. Wish seems like a, a viable company. And um, so, no, like, basically, he's called this a few weeks ago. And it's funny because he's, like, made it, like, very clear from the beginning. Like, this is a long-term swing. He doesn't know when or, you know, how. But I mean, well, he knows how, I guess. <laughs> but he doesn't know, you know, when it'll go. It's a long-term swing. Um, and so, like, they had earnings today. And I think the earnings were, like, you know, not amazing, um, it went down like a couple dollars, which is a lot since it's like a ten nine dollar stock. Um, it I think went it's like twenty percent apparently to twenty five percent today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it dropped, but like you know, he's called it a long term play. But like people are, you're getting cut off again. Yeah, Skyler. Dang, this sucks. Is it the internet or is it a mic or? I have no idea, honestly. Like I said, I don't have headphones right now, so I'm just like on my phone. Um. Anyways, I'll wrap this up. A bunch of people are like fighting on Twitter, and they're like, "Oh, I'm in Wish, or I'm not." And 
I mean, there's a lot of people who aren't. They're like, you know, all these people, oh, you guys suck. You guys didn't do your own DD. And I mean, I'm in Wish, you know, like my call, I, I bought an October call option. So it really didn't go down much. Like I'm down like 20, 30 bucks on it. Um, and, but it's like enough money that like, I don't really care about, you know, I, knew, I, I considered it a lot of play, you know, so I've used the proper risk management and whatever happens, happens, you know, and I'm not too concerned one way or the other. If it does, great. If it doesn't, oh, well, I'll live to trade another day, you know? And so basically the thing that I took away from it was like, why are all these people like, so like, oh, like, fuck the wish people or, or like. <laughs> fuck the people hating on wish and it's like just like it's not that serious you know like well like, maybe they probably have a lot more money in it i guess yeah no and and so it's like yeah there's people who have lost money now and they're mad but i do agree with like the anti-wish people i'm like yo like if you are just listening to somebody on twitter and you get burned because you put way too much money into a play. Yeah, then it's your own fault. Your own fucking fault. Yeah, like you yeah. click buy, you click buy, you click sell. You know, you're, it's no one else's responsibility but your own. That's something I feel really strongly about. And so it's like, yeah, like anybody can be wrong. This guy who's what? done great work in the past could be wrong, you know? So I think about the fundamental of Wish. Like I said, my fundamental of wish, I haven't done crazy DD on it, but like just my my intuition is that it's good. You know, I've known about the company for a few years as, as just like an app that you can buy shit on. Um, you know, I, I see people talking. Like I've, I had one friend like a few months ago randomly say like, oh, some you can buy this on wish. Uh, like I, the woman, you know, and I, I pay attention to stuff like that. Like, you know, are people like, do I see people engaging with this and whatnot? So, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I, a lot of it is just Zach Morris had to buy it. So I bought it. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, so I was actually one of the first Wish users in Portland. No way. What do you mean? Yeah. How do you know? Because, <laughs> like, when the app first came out, yeah, I was, like, on top of it. Wow. Okay. I had a coworker that told me about it. And this is back... You know, I was setting up trade shows and going to, you know, PCC full time. And so I was working like 70 hours a week while taking full time college classes. So I was busy, right? Well, I'd have like maybe a half day off or something and I would just get really drunk and buy a bunch of stuff off of Wish. Okay. But back then, it would take like when Wish first came out, it used to take like one to three months to get to you. Yes, like I, one to I, six I weeks. That. Yeah, so like it got better pretty fast, and it started just being like you know take a month to six weeks to get to you. But like it definitely took like three months when I first started buying stuff on Wish, and I would forget what I bought. You know, yeah. so I'd buy like a hundred dollars worth of random junk a week, mm -hmm. and then like throughout, like after a certain point, every like day I would get like a new or every couple days like a new gift you know from myself yeah. from drunk zach <laughs> from yourself your past self yeah so my perception of wish is that there isn't isn't it like they sell a lot of cheap things and also it's kind of like knockoff and stuff too so is it yeah you, you don't go sense? there for you don't go there for quality 
No, okay. you go there because you want to buy cheap shit. I, like, I, I seen someone said that they bought a $20 graphics card on there. And I'm like, wait, what? What do you mean? <laughs> so, like, yeah. do you remember the whole Harambe thing? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Harambe got shot. I bought yes. a fake gorilla mask off of Wish for like $18 okay. so that I can make a joke when I went to my buddy's house. You know, if um, I went on Amazon, it would have been like $80 at the time uh, for a gorilla mask. But on Wish, it. it was 18 bucks. you know, okay. so it was worth it, you know. So it's when you want to buy some uh, cheap stuff and that's funny and whatnot, too. Yeah. So main focus. Okay. But, you know, it's like it's. If you look historically, at least at Amazon, like price point speaks. Like people initially started buying shit on Amazon because it was so cheap. Like they were like, yeah. oh, it's a great price. Like I'll buy it. Um, so, I mean, it, Wish obviously doesn't have the advantage of being like the first e commerce to offer a bunch of shit. But uh, I guess you, you could just use Amazon as, again, an anecdotal example. But People respond to cheap shit they want. Like, even yeah. if it's not high quality, it just like that price speaks to them and they'll get it, you know. Or like for Zach, no reason. If it works, it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just to clarify, too, you know, it's like I, I got this into this play off of, you know, just a guy's word. Um, and I said it's okay, but well, it's only okay because I did the proper risk management. You know, like I know it's a lot of play. I put in the amount of money that I feel comfortable losing, going to zero. Uh, and if that's what I'm okay with, then that's you know, what I'm okay with. You know? It's like you can't lose with proper risk management. That's been kind of my my like mindset these past few weeks, and shit hasn't so, steered me wrong. So Skyler, what app yeah. do you use to manage your risk management? I use Stockwise. Or, yeah, of course. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> no, like on a serious note, though, Stockwise is super nice because it's like I just hop in there, you know, like we'll we'll update, you know, our our ability to like see our our stocks and shit, and all that will get better. But at the very least, like I just need like a nice, clear, consistent place to just put my yeah like, somewhere I can keep track of them. And just pop in and out. I was like, please, it's, it's really convenient. So we're at our time. Yes, we Any are. Last words. Risk management. That's why I'm preaching. Don't lose money. Don't lose money. Don't lose money. That's the key. Um, so it's time to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> Pre market scraping. Options off of IPO and first earnings. It's a risky one today. Yeah. Talking lotto plays. Talking, you know, low contradiction risk management. But hey. <laughs> it's some uh, risky uh, crypto play but as well, but again, I'll, I'll no, save it for later. <laughs> you, can, you can do risk management and a lotto play. Like, it's just don't risk more than you're willing to lose. Like, that's risk management. Like, in a nutshell, like. Anyways, uh, it was a good episode talking to you guys. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll catch up with you guys soon. All right. Later. You guys have a nice day. You Bye-bye. too. Uh, thank you for listening. And if you like the content that we do on the show and want to see the other things we are working on, 
You can follow us at Ophelia Tech on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, Friendster, you know, all the major ones. And you can also follow us at Stockwise app on Twitter. And go to our website and subscribe to our newsletter. We come out with content throughout the week that just alerts you on stuff that we're thinking about. And please make sure to subscribe and comment about our podcast. Let us know what you think um, on any of your preferred podcast platform. That works. That's solid. All right. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, very juicy.